as, as a DJ yourself, I need you to critique my, uh, I need you to critique my flow. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want me to critique your flow? Yeah. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> All these other MCs can't step to me. Catch me with that side of fries and a large sweet tea. They call me MC Rib. Yeah, you know that's right. Saucy goodness in my crib. Go on, take a bite. How's that? I hated that so much. <laughs> you put me in an audio prison for 30 Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast hosted by two white guys with a tasteful appreciation of hip-hop culture. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I'm DJ you, Jazzy Patrick. You're DJ P- 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 Pazzy P. <laughs> DJ P-Naz. Uh, well, I don't understand. It feels like, correct me if I'm wrong, but based on your social media feeds and what you just told me, yeah, you have a bit of an, a fixation with McDonald's lately. Is that so? that's what i'm asserting yes oh yeah i guess i guess i did i did post something about mcdonald's today mm-hmm. but i didn't remember that because my i, I write a tweet down and it goes <laughs> it goes <laughs> out in my brain the yeah that's fair <laughs> all right do you drive by mcdonald's every day is that is it so it's just always on the brain i do drive past mcdonald's every day mm. i do no matter what direction i drive in there's always a mcdonald's <laughs> dang can i tell you something else there's a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's in the shopping plaza next to the Walmart that I go to, and there used to also be a McDonald's in the Walmart. Yeah, that was crazy. What, whatever happened to McDonald's in the Walmart? They've switched them with Subways. We got a we got a falafel place. No way. Yeah, the McDonald's left, and now it's it's a like falafel a local place. chain. In I the, guess in the Walmart. I guess so. Yeah, it's just a falafel. I've never had it. I want to go. Has but it's in a Walmart, it? so I feel weird buying something that to eat in the Walmart, you know? Right. Has anyone ever gotten their hair cut at the salons in the Walmart? Yeah, I used to go to the haircut in the salon in the Walmart in Steubenville. Really? Yeah. Okay. You did? I did. <laughs> like in college? Yeah, because I was like, I don't know. like Pretty good deal, probably. No, it was a bad deal. I mean, I just oh. didn't know where the nearest Great Clips was, so I just went to what? Hmm. You know, Great Clips? I'm aware of Great Clips. You ever been there? Been this? It's a local establishment. Kind of flies yeah, under just, the radar. I was just there a couple of days ago. What are? What is another? So we've got Falafel, mm-hmm. McDonald's, Subway, Subway's the hair, big salon, one. hair salon, eyeglasses, yes. lens crafters, in nails, there. makeup, nails and makeup. What? What industries could we expand into in terms of stores inside of store? Um, I'm thinking a GameStop. Anything that requires you to, anything that requires you to sit and wait for something. Mm, so like, I fix I your phone in an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those screen repair guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna fix your phone, and you can just you go put, shop. You could put a DMV in the Walmart. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what you know. Not DMV, but they have they have all the the auto centers in the Walmart. They're like, yeah, you can just that's sit here, true. or you can go to the shop Man, shopping. If, if Walmart just leaned in just a little bit harder into the like the dystopian hell that Amazon has leaned uh-huh. into, I they would be my one-stop shop for everything. Well, I mean, they're just doing what used to just be 
how things were, right? Like, well, how about this? The oh, barber shop this. was next to a store that sold things. That was right. next to another store that sold things. It's just, they own all the stores now. What I'm saying is, is if I walked into a Walmart and my experience was there was like a big open middle center, but you just grouped each item into its own store, kind of ringed around the, the building. <laughs> a pan so felt like, if you will. So it felt like each store was its own little store and there was like a little man there that was that knew everything about the curtains in and his he curtain looks like store. the identical twin of the guy at the next store but they're just wearing a different hat yes uh but if it but if walmart was exactly the same nothing changed except for that they just organized it instead of into aisles into little stores mm-hmm. then it would feel like a much better shopping experience i feel like because it would it would be like the town market but 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 but, but at low prices but everyday low prices. Everyday low prices. I don't... I. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I always felt... I always felt... Uh, it felt fitting that there was a McDonald's in every Walmart because I can think of no... It's I can like think, when two cousins get married. Yeah, it's just, it's just right, you it's know? Just, yeah, it seems right. It just feels <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not what I was implying. Nothing, at all. nothing. I was saying that it was a, a bad marriage and it was, okay. it was not good. It just feels right. <laughs> it's, it feels. This is. You're just looking around at your family wedding and both sides are the same side. You're like, this is right. This is this good. Is good. <laughs> you're just running back and forth from the bride to the groom. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, speaking of things that feel right. My also, new apo- thing. before we move on, apologies for yeah. my son screaming in the other room. I no one can hear it but you. No one can hear it but me. That's good. Just <laughs> in case you say say, is that a little baby screaming in the other? Yeah, he was fine until we started podcasting, and then he just started screaming. That's just how it is. People, if people want to be pro life, they got to understand that not all of their podcasts can be perfectly baby proof. Yeah. Okay. You can't have an adult only podcast. That would be silly. Yeah, that'd be dumb. That Don't be, tell me that babies can't come to the podcast. The craziest thing was when the boss baby lit a blunt on Rogan. That was nuts. No way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be wild. I would smoke with the boss baby. I would not smoke with Rogan. I'd smoke with the boss baby. I would smoke with the boss baby. There are few things that the boss baby would ask me to do that I would not do. <laughs> Did you ever? I was thinking about the boss baby the other day. Yeah. Because he's thinking like a guy who's, you know, works for a company and he yeah. wants to be a screenwriter. Sure. And he's like, man, my boss is such a baby. <gasps> no way. I have a great idea <laughs> I've for solved a film. It. Yeah. I think the boss baby is, it's such a shame that the boss baby, it would be better if they never made the Netflix show. Yeah. And it would and it would also be better if they made the movie 10 years before so that the baby was kind of like a horrifically engineered 3D model <laughs> of like the best they could do in 2004 of like making <laughs> of a baby. A baby. <laughs> because then if they had done that, then I think Boss Baby would be an all-time it would be like Shrek level meme. But so because too. they made it when they can make it a cute baby, it's like all of the potential of making this baby just grotesque yeah. And hilarious is just all completely gone. Which Jeffrey is... Katzenberg of Dr- Jeffrey DreamWorks of DreamWorks Animations, mm-hmm. uh, he understood the need to get the kids while they're young, but he didn't understand why we loved Shrek was because 
it was a bad version of all the fairy tales that we knew from Disney. <laughs> it was like the animation was just bad. It wasn't that bad. Well, it wasn't bad, but it was like Shrek it was like a, it was it, it leaned into being a knockoff, you know, sure, of having sure. the Cinderella princesses and yeah, the yeah, godmother yeah. and the pumpkin and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, even the ride at Universal was like a tongue in cheek anti Disney. Did you ever I've go to the ride seen... at Universal? No, I've only been to Universal once, and I didn't do much when I was there. So they go, they go, welcome to Duloc, the second happiest totalitarian dictatorship on Earth. And they go, do you know what the other one is? Yeah. And everyone Disney in the world. audience tries to say something funny like Russia or America. Uh-huh. And it's actually uh-huh. like Disney nice. is, the second ha- is the happiest totalitarian dictatorship on Earth. Man, that is so funny. I know. Whoever wrote that joke should get paid a million dollars. The guy giving the the guy delivering the joke was like, "I am not paid enough to be here." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it added to the ambiance. <laughs> the guy sure. hating his life added to the ambiance of being in a place, in a because like Duloc is like a, a stupid theme park that no one wants to be at, and yeah. so being a stupid th- being being a guy who's working at a stupid theme park really lends itself to the <laughs> to the medium, huh? Yeah, it does. This is the last thing I'll say, and then we can talk about the big thing that we got to talk about before we talk about our topic. The big so. news that's real and not fake. Huge, huge announcement. Not really this time. Patrick <laughs> always makes fun of me because I say that a lot of things are huge announcements, but I don't really. I never do that. Why are you looking at me? Like you do that every week on Twitter. I don't. I don't do that every week. You title the episode. You title the stream. Big announcement. Hot tub. <laughs> We should do a hot tub stream. I think I would love to do a hot tub stream. I'm not going to do a hot tub that? stream with you. <laughs> you don't want to do it with me? No, I don't. Don't you think we could make some money <laughs> with our bodies? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Fine. For the sake of our wives and the viewers at home, we will not do a hot tub stream. At least not one that's publicly available. You can go patreon.com slash Patreon.com slash the crunch. When we get to 200 patrons, we'll do a hot tub stream. But I wanted to I wanted to say something. You know what I really enjoy doing? Golf. Yes, I've not golfed in like a year. I but my, one of my favorite things is to not tweet for like two weeks and then just fart out a banger. A banger, an absolute <laughs> banger. I was so impressed when I saw those numbers. I was like, congratulations, <laughs> man. That's huge. <laughs> I love it. I love it because my I'm I've so I have less than ten percent of the followers that you have. But it's so funny because you you load all these tweets up into the hopper, and then I'm just like barely cognizant of my mortal (laughs) coil in the morning, and I fire off fire off a stupid tweet. It does better than all of the ones you put. You write tweets on purpose, and Uh I feel bad. I feel bad that I do that to you. No, it's fine. I do that to people, but like I do that to people like at school. I like didn't think about the essay all semester. I write it in four hours. Maybe two. Yeah, that's, and that's I get true, an and you crush yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, we all have the thing that we do that. That's the thing you got to do. I, one would argue that your skill of being able to write an essay in four hours and get an A on it is slightly more valuable than my skill of being able to fire off I'd say it's tweet. tied. You think so? Yeah, I think it's tied. I will I will say another thing that I did notice, um, and I fi- it's finally concretized in my mind. Yeah, what's that? Is that anytime – here's what happens every day. Picture this. You're a trad. Uh-huh. You wake up. You go online. This is what you think. Okay? And this is what I just realized. Everything you read is actually about you. <laughs> I was so mad 
when I saw the quote tweets because like the tweet that you wrote is a joke about trads being trads. Well, not really. It was really just a joke about getting out of the sign of peace. My tweet was every Catholic's goal should be to have as many children as possible, not to own the libs or to attain some level of traditional ideals, but to ensure that you never have to shake hands with anyone outside of your pew during the sign of peace. Like that's, that's funny because I don't like the sign of peace. Never have, never will. And (laughs) (laughs) it's like, we just, we just held up Jesus in front of everyone. Why are we and we all hands? sang yeah. amen. And it's like, hey, I, I, I try catching the game later. Like, it just feels so weird and whack to me. I understand the the the, the, the feelings behind it, but... Yeah. It's but just, everybody responds to this tweet and they're like, oh, it's it's like literally, you, it's me, breathes, a trad. Hey, you know we breathe sometimes at the TLM. You should try to check it out sometime. It's like, <laughs> not everything is about you or what you do That's at your church. That's a good church. tweet. You know, that's I know, a good I'm tweet. Sa- I'm saving it for later. Don't worry. <laughs> Me breathes trash. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just kind of funny how everything. But it was a good self examination because I sometimes do the same thing where I'll read a thing and I'll be like, "How dare!" Like I was mad about the thing that the person said about the missionaries and the yeah. praying for the healing, and I was like, "How dare you attack me and my people?" <laughs> you know. But I think it's just good to learn that it's not not everything is about you. You know. Yeah, so and and if you want to make it about you, you got to make it self depreciate. You got to do a self depreciation. Exactly. You got to you got to right. you got to do what I should have done with that that example that you made. The thing that I made about me was the uh, was the youth pastor jokes, right? I yes. should have just been like I should have made a joke about like oh he got me good, and yeah. then you know just showed off that that's a lot of that's a lot of the same joke over and over again, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Without like dunking on the guy. Yeah. You could have done that SpongeBob meme where he pulls all the wallpaper and there's diapers and then there's more. Mm-hmm. Houses over mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have done that. Um, but anyway, it feels good, and uh, I'm I'm right on your tail. I'm at 300 followers, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to 10k before you uh-uh. if I keep up my this pace. Getting, getting a getting 40, a getting a 1,000 like a tweet is huge. Yeah. <laughs> like especially if you have 300 followers. It feels good, man. You just got to you just got to tweet normy stuff that trads won't like, and that gets that maximizes your engagement. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. That's actually that's right. yeah, the, the, my highest yeah, my highest engagement stuff mm-hmm. is that, or just a joke that just hits somehow. Sometimes, sometimes you do have jokes that hit. Let me tell you that it's gotten to the what? point where all the top my top ten most engaged tweets have all been from the last couple of months. So that means I'm doing something right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Look at you, your little 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 engagement guy, my little mm-hmm. guy that's going out there and getting engagement on Twitter. So Dude, I was in you. this I was in this meeting a couple of days ago about <laughs> yeah. engagement, and I was like just just talking about like just just voicing some theories and 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 ideas that I've had about social media for a long time. And you would have thought that I was like, you you would have thought that I was educating the mass. It was at a coffee shop. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't talk about that. You talk about it, talk but, about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it, do it. But I was like, I was talking about like the different, the the, the funnel thing. Is this that we your have. writers group that you're in? No, no, oh, this is something different. Else. Okay. That funnel that we have, the the uh, the the value versus reach yeah. matrix that we have in our in our mission guidebook. I was explaining yeah. that, and then I was like, this isn't the whole thing. Like, there's within this, there's different facets of it. Like, social media should always push to this, which should always push to this. The podcast, the Discord, and. I was like, within that, there are different things. Like, a tweet should always push towards your profile, and your profile should always push someone to follow. And then, like, mm-hmm. an Instagram reel should always push someone to your profile, and your profile should always push someone to hit the link. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, little things like that. It's like, 
don't overwhelm people with calls to action. Uh, just give them one thing they got to do, you know, that sort of thing. And people's minds were blown yeah, by this? Yeah, they, they were blown by this. What What did they say? What were kinds, what like, kinds they, of they things were they They were like writing these saying? down. They are like, that makes so much sense. And I was like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like stuff that I've kind of just like kept in my head and just yeah. used personally and then just I'm said out you, loud. You got to stop saying that stuff for free. You got to start every word you get get a nickel. No, here's the thing. Yeah. This is this is my this is my um my un my unironic opinion. I oh, give no. away all the information that I have for free. Okay. I think that's in my best interest. Here's why. There Tell are me. so many people out there who are not successful who are guarding all of their information behind paywalls, <sighs> right? Oh. And so I'm I want to differentiate myself from those people, right? But like who are you going to if you if you want to pay someone to do social media strategy from who are you going to pay? The guy who won't tell you that he knows everything or the guy who's told you everything he knows? Hmm. I'm going to go with the mysterious guy because I like to game. <laughs> like, I don't know if this guy's an expert. He's got a nice Twitter page, but, like, who knows yeah. if he actually knows which, what he's which doing. Which one is taller? <laughs> you, you haven't given me enough data to decide. <laughs> How much soy do they eat? <laughs> which, one, which one has the better jawline? That's exactly. The guy I'm gonna I need go to make with. sure that... <laughs> But I get, uh, I get your point though. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And it's 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 the it's the Mr. Beast angle. He's like, I <gasps> he's like, I'll tell I'll tell everybody all my secrets to YouTube. I want YouTube to be a good platform. So the more good YouTubers there are, the better my life will be because I'll be on the best platform with the best content and I'll be the best there is on that platform. That's good for me. Right? Wow. It's just like like don't God God has orchestrated the world in such a way that if you contribute to the common good, you will be better off. Dang. That's deep. Bro. That's just that's just how it works. And so I'll tell everybody our secrets. I don't care. Dang. All right. Ethan's phone number is not- No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. Patrick's address is <laughs> Well, do you want to do that huge announcement that we talked about in the title of this year episode? Yeah, let's do the huge let's do the huge announcement. All right. Um, can I get a drum roll, please? Patrick and I were getting a divorce. Kids, sit down. Now, before we say anything, I want you to know this happens to 50% of podcasts. You'll be able to listen to his podcast on the weekend. You can have mine during the week. <laughs> <laughs> this means you get two Christmas episodes. Yeah, you get two Christmas episodes. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna record with other people. <laughs> we're gonna have an open podcast. <laughs> we're not doing an open podcast. Patrick and I are doing a pilgrimage. We're in a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. We're going up on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be you and me and. 40 to 100 of our closest friends. Yeah. It's, it's, spots are limited, so. Spots are limited, so you definitely want to sign up as soon as possible. We're going, so we're doing a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. We should try to tell them when it is. Yes. Do you know when it is? Yeah, so we're going <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're going I, to the, <laughs> I just figured that someone will come and kidnap me in the middle of the night and put me on a plane. A plane to the Holy Land. So we're going to the Holy Land on July 19th through the 30th of 2023. So next summer. Um, yes. We're telling you guys now because the cost of a pilgrimage is high. It's like the whole thing. Everything's included. Like your flights, your air travel, your land travel, your meals, all the different like transportation hotels. to and from all the holy sites, heights, like like all the holy, holy sites, hotels, all that stuff. It's all included. And so... Yeah. If you ever plan it, if you plan a trip like that, you're gonna be, you know, spending a lot of time. 
You're going to be calling hotels. You're going to be trying to figure out rides everywhere. You're probably going to see half the things we're going to see. Your dollar into whatever the the EU coin is over there. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably look up where the Holy Land is before we go. <laughs> see, I thought it was in Italy. So what you can do is you can sit down. <laughs> I thought it was in Hoboken. Uh, uh-huh. you, can sit, you can sit down and you can like you plan on this trip yourself. You'll probably go see half the things we're gonna see because you know you just can't you can't schedule out and research all that yourself. And then you, there's no way for you to orchestrate yeah. a series of interconnecting buses to get you to and from everywhere you need to go to see where Jesus walked and all the important places smashed within such a small period of time. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's a, that's that's the first reason why people don't usually go to the Holy Land forever. Yeah. The other reason why they usually go they don't go to the Holy Land is because. A lot of pilgrimages, most pilgrimages out there are like for adults, like older people who have yeah. more time and more disposable and income. The two, the two kinds of people that have time and disposable income are young adults and old people. And those yes. two kinds of people don't usually mix. And so there aren't a lot of young adult pilgrimages out there. So we are, we are, yeah. uh, we are leading one of the only. I don't actually know if there are any others. I think, I think there. It is the only young adult Catholic pilgrimage. Yeah ever so this is going to be huge uh we're very excited Um, you're going to want to be a part of this the the we're going to be drinking we're going to be dancing we're going to be going to a bar themed after an american sitcom (laughs) we're going to be going to a tattoo parlor yeah we're going to get matching tattoos yeah me and patrick are getting matching tattoos the more i say it the more emma's going to let me do it (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, it's it's we're partnering with uh, with Select International. You've heard their ads on the podcast. You probably even heard an ad on the podcast before this. Um, yes, we're partnering and with Select I- International. They have led pilgrimages with a lot of the big names that you know. So they are a very they're very trustworthy, very experienced organization. Um, they put together a really great trip for us, and we want you to come. We want you to come. Yes. You should come on. You should come on over, Ethan. If someone wanted to sign up for this pilgrimage, how long would they have to wait? Like probably like I think years. as long as it takes your little stubby fingers to type in selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch and then to fill out your information. Yeah, <laughs> as, exactly. As long as it would take. <laughs> uh, but it's live. You can go right now to our website. We have a landing page. I've been told that it's called uh, selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch. And you'll see a little picture of me at the top and then like a smaller picture of Patrick <laughs> kind of down and to the left, uh, which is good and right. And uh, and a little brochure for you to look at, maybe print it out, show it to your dad and uh, and start to consider uh, what's going on. So that's that's where you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch and you will see everything you need to see for the details on the trip. Patrick. What do you think is someone's biggest reason? You know, maybe they're old people. Maybe they're worried that they can do it better themselves. What do you think is the biggest reason people probably wouldn't do something like this? They probably wouldn't because of the cost. Yeah. The cost is prohibitive. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Yes. Do you know how much money God has? All of it. Yeah. And do you know what happens when we ask him for money? Um, Sometimes if it's his will, he gives it to us. Exactly. Do you think it's his will for the greatest young adult Catholic podcast to lead a, the greatest young adult pilgrimage? <laughs> yes, I think so. All right. All right. Then cool. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Basically, what we're saying is the, the cost might seem a little high, but again, you're, you're rolling in all your airfare, all your hotels, um, all your, your everything. Uh, it's your airfare from JFK. So you have to tack on 
whatever it costs to get to JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, but your everything is included in this, like your tips, all the way down to like the tips for the waiters at the restaurants. Like yeah. it's all all inclusive, all handled. The total price is four thousand one hundred and ninety five dollars per person with a deposit of five hundred. With a deposit of five hundred dollars. So there's a few things that you can do, and there's a few things that uh, we can all do together. Thing you can do number one. We got the holidays coming up. You got Christmas. You got Thanksgiving. Sometimes people give the old gift in the turkey, as I've, as I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you got Christmas coming up. Um, this is a great opportunity to ask for, if this is something that you really want to do, which is come to the Holy Land with me and Patrick, uh, just ask for it for Christmas. You know, ask for a little bit of money to go towards uh, this thing. Maybe if, even if you get a couple hundred bucks from family, it's going to go a long ways to, to getting you where you need to go. Um, so that's definitely an important thing the, that you can do. Another thing that you can do that Patrick and I are uniquely positioned to help you all with is fundraise for this trip. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, when they've been taught in like high school how to fundraise for like a Steubenville conference or whatever, they, you, they don't teach you correctly. Yeah. Um, I, as someone who has and will again fundraise my whole salary, um, <laughs> it, <laughs> It's, there is a way to do it that almost guarantees your success. And, uh, and I don't say all this because it's like health and wealth gospel. You know, if you're good and faithful, God will give you all the money. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to understand that when we think a number is big, it's really just a number. And like, it's not a big number to God because, again, he has infinite money and he cares about you. And if something good exists, that means he's willing it into existence. So if you have a desire to go on this pilgrimage with you, it means it's part of his will. And so there's probably a way for you to get there. You know, there's obviously going to be some extreme cases where maybe it can't happen. But uh, on the whole, I believe that Patrick and I have the ability to teach you how to fundraise if that's something you don't know how to do. So if you want to talk to us about this, go to bit.ly slash crunch discord and ping us. You can DM us. Our DMs are open in the discord. DMs are open on the discord if you have questions about this. Another thing that we're going to do next week, so this is coming out on Sunday, the... The 6th. 6th. Um, what are we doing on Thursday the 10th? On Thursday the 10th, we're going to be doing, instead of our usual Twitch stream, we're going to be doing a town hall meeting in our Discord. We're going to go live uh, in the Discord, and we are going to answer questions about the pilgrimage. So anything you want to ask, it, it can even be on the Frequently Asked Questions page. I don't care. Like, whatever you want to ask. No dumb questions. No dumb questions at all. Whatever you want to know about the pilgrimage... What are we going to be doing? How many things are we going to see? How many days is it? Uh, what's the time zone difference between America and mm-hmm. uh, Israel? What's the toilet situation? Am I going to squat or is it going to be indoor plumbing? <laughs> like, what's the deal? How do I get my passport renewed? Um, yeah. That sort of thing. Literally anything. Literally anything. We'll, we'll answer it. We just want we just want to make sure that you guys get on. Because the, the, reason, the reason why young adults don't go on pilgrimage, one, because of the money thing, uh, because of the old people thing, and also because it's like, it's a daunting thing it's a huge undertaking but mm-hmm. that's what pilgrimages are all about right yes. it's like making a sacrifice to go to a holy place right that's what pilgrimages are for mm-hmm. um they used to they used to assign penance penance pilgrimages as penance did you know that i did know that yeah yeah you used to have to like go like go to the holy land as your penance <laughs> um and so like this is a, this is a spiritual thing like we want to we want to we wanted to build a an experience like a retreat for you guys to mm-hmm. not just hang out and have fun with us, but also to like go see where the Lord walked and like for yeah. it to become more real. Like, did you know that the 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 picture on the front 
of the New American Bible that's in every church, like a thousand copies. Did you know that's the mm-hmm. Sea of Galilee? I did know that. I think I might have told you that. Did I tell you that? I think I knew it because I have looked at it and I looked on the little cover and it said pictured Sea of Galilee. Yeah, I never knew that that was a Sea of Galilee. I was like, oh, look, a field, whatever. But like it meant so much more. It's like, oh, that's like the picture of where this story happened. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so going there, I was thinking like, so I'm, I'm, we're, we want to bring Leo along. Like Leo's coming, right? So you get to meet Leo. He'll be a little older. Uh, Peter's coming. You're going to get to meet Peter. You're going to get to meet Peter. I was thinking about it and I was... I told you this earlier, so I'm telling you again. Yeah, yeah, tell me again. Um, I I was thinking like we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the Church of the Nativity. It's where Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and we're gonna go to this place. We're gonna go into this church, and Leo's gonna be in there, and there's gonna be a picture of him. And so every Christmas for his whole life, when we read him a little bedtime story about about Christmas, and there's a little picture of Mary and Joseph and Jesus sitting in a barn, we can point and be like, "Hey, you've been there." Mm-hmm. Like in the place where God was uh, became a man, um, so that's pretty cool, huh? And it's like, yeah. oh, the Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. You've walked by the Sea of Galilee. That's pretty cool, right? And and it's it's like I'm I'm really excited for it because it's gonna change the way we approach <laughs> catechizing our our son. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm also I'm also really excited for it to change the way that I look at the scriptures. Like I've read books by people who've gone on pilgrimages and they're like it just comes alive so i'm really excited to do this personally but also to share share it with all of our all of our listeners who can make it i'm really excited i think i want to talk about some of the perks oh yeah perk number one if you come on this trip and you're a single man or single woman (laughs) i will i will do live operations Dr. Ethan will be in scrubs. He will be, he'll be scrubbed in. And he'll be scrubbed, daddied up. He'll be scrubbed, daddied up, and he'll have a surgical mask on, and he'll be ready to operate. Uh, which means that if there's a, an eligible single man and an eligible single woman on this trip, they will be together by the end of the trip. <laughs> I, I'm going to make sure it happens. <laughs> I'm saying this as a joke, but also uh, 100% seriously. But if you want to find love, Crunch we're going to be going, we're going to Cana. So you should come. You should come. Uh, so you might want to do that. Have you ever wanted to maybe see a live podcast that me and Patrick do in the Holy Land? In, That'd be like, pretty the, sick. In the in the what do you call it? In the foyer of some of, of a hotel. Yeah, right. You you might want to you might want to do that. If you ever want to go out dancing uh, in the Holy Land with me and Patrick, you might want to come. Uh, if you want to hang out with. Other young Catholics who love the Lord and love their faith, who are all coming together to pray together and laugh together and have the experience of a lifetime, you're going to want to come on this trip. Live podcast from Bethlehem. Calling it now. $4,200 for 10 days in the Holy Land. You can make this happen, and we are going to help you make this happen. Go bit.ly slash crunch discord. Come to our uh, our, our crunch town hall on Thursday, November 10th, we will likely have a follow-up meeting or a secondary meeting for those that can't make it on the 10th, um, either the week after that or two weeks after that, just to give everybody a chance to, to come if they want to, uh, be a part of that meeting. We'll announce that probably in the podcast next week, um, as it gets closer. Cause I really, it just depends on when my son is born. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see. But, um, but definitely, if you can make it, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, November 10th, live town hall, town hall on the Discord. 
um, where we'll answer any of your questions. And if you have any questions at all or concerns or you want to get a jump start on the fundraising, you can DM me or you can DM Patrick and we'd be more than happy to uh, give you some personalized coaching or personalized advice because we want you to come. We want to hang out with you. We want to be in the Holy Land with you. So that's it. Selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch. I'm so excited for this. I'm really excited. I think this is the coolest thing we've ever done. I know. And one time, Matt Frad called me a bastard. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. When? <laughs> when I put crunch stickers on his table and then walked away. Oh, that's funny. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was cool because I didn't want to wait in line to talk to him. So I just like did something that I knew would be funny. And that's the only time we've met. That's the best. That's the best. Yeah. He does know who you would... are. I... You're you sure? Yeah, he's mentioned you by name when we were talking before. What did he say about me? I don't what remember, he but he was like, oh, I'm yeah, not blushing. Ethan. Something like that. Dang, have Pat, Matt, Matt Fred, if, if you're listening to this, I know that you are. Have me on your show. He had the CEO of Parlor come on his show. Did you see that? I did see that. We would bring we would bring something that's much needed to your program. We will be the we are the CEO of the Crunch together. We are C, CEOs of comedy, and that's what you need on mm-hmm. Pints with Aquinas. The comedy executive officers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feels pretty good. Um, but holding it in like a like a like a like a toot. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry. That I said. What, the announcement of yeah. the pilgrimage? Sorry, that you're I comparing said. this pilgrimage that, that Select International has put on for us to a little fart? That's you're, you're, your... com- you're telling me that you're comparing the, the, the tour that Select International Tours.com slash crunch has prepared for us? All right. Um, I got a topic. You got a topic? Yeah. You go, 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 uh, go for topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Thanks. I was thinking about this the other day because like, I was sending an email and someone said, like, please advise. And I was like, who talks like that in real life? Please advise. Re- email email talk is so weird to me. Like I think, what's I think the- there's exactly three people that say please advise. It's like middle managers on email, people in the air traffic control tower, and nine one one dispatchers. Those yes. are like the only people that Those say the please advise. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start saying that in all of my texts. Too. Uh, please advise. <laughs> if you say it, it stresses me out. Please advise. Texting my wife from the toilet. Hey, we're out of we're out of toilet paper. Please please advise. <laughs> Oh, okay. Somewhat related to what we talked about 
with that whole thing, with the, the pilgrimage and the fundraising. I want to talk a little bit about God's providence. Oh, I want cool. To talk a little bit of, I want to talk a little bit about how good God is. How about this? Sure, I'm in. I'll talk about that. I think something that I neglect often mm-hmm. is that, uh, one, God is real. That two, that he's listening when I'm and cares about what I'm saying when I'm praying to him. And three, that whenever I'm with him, like there is grace in that time, even if I don't feel it. Those are very hard things for me to believe. Yeah. Sometimes. And that's kind of been my experience over the last seven, eight months is just an experience of praying and asking for things and wanting clarity and wanting my problems to be solved and uh, stress and struggle. Um, and I'm not, I won't say that I'm in a place now where like God has solved all of my problems, but I do feel like I'm in a place of, it feels like he's paying attention to me again. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a few examples. Um, there's a different direction that I wanted to take in my job. Uh, and my, my wife suggested it to me. And then the next day, unprompted, my boss suggested the exact same thing to me. And it was like a huge relief off of my shoulders. I was like, okay, wow. New direction confirmed. Yeah. Um, I asked a, a lady, a very holy lady who has visions of Mary sometimes, um, which is crazy. Let me just tell this story real quick. So she was like, She's kind of like a sassy woman. She's she's probably our our mom's age. She's like, she's sixty. She's sixty years old. Nice. So not as old as my mom. Mom, if you're listening, I know you're not sixty, but same generation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All you people over forty are the same to me. <laughs> I can't. They all look the same. Um, but she's sixty, and uh, she's a spiritual director, and she's frustrated because she's like everybody is asking me to like do all these devotions. You know, everybody has the same thing. You got to do the divine mercy and you got to do the rosary and you got to do the, the liturgy, of the hours and you got to do a novena and then you got to do the, this thing. And then there's just yes. all the things that you could be doing. This saint, that saint, first Fridays, third Fridays, 3 a.m., 3 p.m. There's no end to the amount of devotions that you could do. Um, and she's telling us her spiritual director and he's like, I think you need to wear the scapular. And she's like, fine. So she goes and buys a scapular and just kind of like throws it on his desk. And he like throws it back at her. (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to enroll you in this if you're going to be a baby about it. (laughs) And so she's like, fine. So he's like, you need to go pray about this and like really ask Mary to, you know, take whatever you're struggling with and, uh, you know, help you with this devotion to the scapular. So she goes and she prays. She sees the statue of Mary in the Adoration Chapel that she's in. And the hands are like holding baby Jesus close to her. You know, you've seen this type mm-hmm. of statue where Mary is holding Jesus. And she's praying for like her children, you know? And she's like praying for her firstborn, praying, 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 praying. And then like makes a decision like, okay, Mary, I'm going to offer you like my, my child. You know, I want to give him to you in a new way. Looks up at the statue. Statue hands are now down and there's a scapular draped over the hands. And she kind of sees Mary, like, take the child up and, like, go back to where she was before and, like, wraps up the, the baby in the scapular. She, she does this again. That's and nuts. She prays, she prays for the next kid. Praise, 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 praise. Looking down, looking down. Praise, praise, praise. Looks up again. Hands are back down. Scapular 
draped across open. She does this for all of her kids. She has six kids, I think. Um, and she, she just did this and she was there for hours and like came back into the priest's office, you know, the next day or whatever. And was like, please, you have to put me, you know, I want to wear this guy. He's like, what the heck happened? It's so crazy. So I just, I, I was told that story on Monday and it's kind of like, I don't know. It's so interesting when we hear these little things. Because for so long, for months and months and months, March, April, May, June, like all of this time throughout this year, I've just been like, man, God has just, he just doesn't care about me or like my friends or my family mm. anymore. You know, like we don't have any miracles. There's nothing cool <laughs> happening. Like <laughs> the the coolest thing that happened is I got to a hundred patrons. I did an over the hedge movie commentary, you know, <laughs> it's like the biggest way that God has worked over the span of time. Like I'm so mad that like, you know, I just feel so on my own. I bet Philip Neri was like, come on, man. The best thing I've ever done, the only thing I've done this week is I told a guy to shave his half of his beard. <laughs> That'll be your saint story. It'll be like, once Ethan Stevie did an over-the-hedge movie commentary <laughs> soundtrack for his patrons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, one other thing, like, Emma was and praying. And he had a hit tweet. <laughs> I had a hit tweet. That's been great, man. I'm back on the tweet, the tweet game. I'm going to be freaking famous on this app before the week's out. <laughs> Uh, thanks elon that shout out elon for removing all the people that were shadow banned that now are following me <laughs> um if you want to hear us talk more about twitter you can listen to the bonus podcast uh where we did a whole hour on elon and twitter and everything so you might want to check that out on patreon um but this other thing emma was praying a novena and that same lady asked her to pray for me she texted me that night and she was like hey do you have any devotion to saint matthew and i was like no does anyone like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> Not that St. Matthew's a bad dude, but I'm like, that's just, no, I don't. Emma's been praying this novena, unbeknownst to me. And she texts me today and she says, remind me to tell you about St. Matthew when I see you. And I'm oh. like, what the heck? Hey. And uh, apparently at one point, like she had been praying this novena and it had been quoting the Gospel of Matthew, but then on today's like particular day, it was uh, like specifically asking for St. Matthew's intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just gotten this text from the lady the other day and... There's just all these like little things that keep happening to me just recently over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and here's what I bet is happening is that there are people who are listening to this being like, that's cool for Ethan, you know, because <laughs> sure. that's how it's, that's how it is for me. And probably for you, when you like hear about people having these like cool God things, they're like, that's nice for you, you know? Um, but the difference for me now is that a couple weeks ago, I kind of made somewhat selfishly, like an internal decision to like be more faithful to the sacraments and be more faithful to the Lord. And the reason I say it was selfish is because I was reading St. Louis Martin's book or like a book about him. And there's one line where it's talking about how successful he is as a businessman, mm-hmm. you know, how generous he was. He gave a lot of money to the church. Yeah. He was very generous, raised all these daughters, you know, sick guy. Um, it's St. Teresa's dad, St. Teresa Lissou's dad. Kind of a know. Sigma male. Kind of a Sigma male. Somewhat of a Chad, because it's so funny, because it, it would be things like <laughs> his daughters would um, like give him books on the Desert Fathers, and then he would just like stop eating, you know? And they <laughs> would have to like take the books away, because he was like so, he just wanted to live that way. Yeah. Or they would bring him fiction, and he'd just be like, I only want to read about God. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> <such> Chad. <laughs> Um, but anyway, 
So they were talking about how like some lady said this thing. It's like surely like there's no surprise in my mind. It's like her saying this. No surprise in my mind that he's so successful um, because the Lord always rewards those that are faithful to him or something like that. And I was thinking, I was like, hmm, so you're telling me if I'm more faithful, I can have more. I get present. <laughs> <laughs> I will be more successful. Um, and again, going back to what I was saying earlier, it's it's different than the health and wealth thing. It is. Because I'm not saying it's like a guarantee. Because when you you're faithful to God, you value different things. Exactly. So, right. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like recently the Lord has used like the material needs that I have and, and like the money that I need coming up on like having a baby being born and owning a house and all this stuff. He's kind of used that need to like invite me back a little bit. And this kind of like playful sort of, it's really hard to describe, I mm -hmm. suppose, but it feels like he's courting me back. And I made that decision a couple of weeks ago. And like all of these things where I'm like seeing the Lord being providential are now all of a sudden happening. And I'm like reminded of when I was a focused missionary and like these types of things would happen all the time. But it's like, oh, well, that's of course it makes sense because I went to mass every day and I prayed every day and like I was just in it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm just. Could it be that you because you were praying, you noticed them more? Probably. I Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. That over the past year that I that oh, t things were happening and I just was like. Everything sucks, and I hate God, and I hate my life, <laughs> and I, I want to die, except for that I don't want to die because I'm afraid of eternity, so what the hell am I supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, but you're, you're exactly right. So I, I think we are so quick to discount, like, the very simple answers to the problems, mm -hmm. and that is where I want to hear your thoughts, is, like, it's easy to... Um, I feel like a while ago, a couple months ago, I was like, stop just telling me to pray the rosary. Like, that's not going to work, <laughs> you sure. know? Um, because that doesn't really, like, help someone who's in that spot. No. But now I'm thinking, like, man, if I had just prayed the rosary, maybe this would have happened sooner. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. So I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, uh, like, about y your experiences with all of this. And, like, do you notice like as you increase in faithfulness or decrease in faithfulness, not that it's like a meter that goes mm -hmm. up or down, but just like when you are more faithful to the Lord versus when you're not, do you notice these kinds of differences and like you notice him providing for you more or do you feel like, yeah, I'm pretty, it's pretty even across the board. And like Ethan is just a mystic in training and he's a different <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> um, Yes. Yes. So when I <laughs> when I pray less, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, this, when I pray less, <laughs> my anxiety gets worse. <laughs> that it's, tracks. And it's like it's not like it's not like anxiety is always a symptom of lack of prayer because a lot of saints prayed and felt anxious. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to start saying this and, and see, and see where, where it goes. Cause something you said 
made me re- remember a book that I was reading. Ah, right, man. I've been I've been chain smoking audiobooks recently. <laughs> and oh, chain smoke. I've been reading this this sci-fi author who um I think I think I've figured out his 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 deal. So I think what he what he what he does is he takes a um a common problem that mm-hmm. men of a certain age have, middle-aged men have. And he takes a um a sci-fi he makes a, a world in which a science fictiony solution to that problem has been invented by that guy so hmm. one book was about a guy who like always wondered what would have happened if i didn't have my son or get married and i stayed being a super awesome scientist and that book is about him traveling through different universes where those kinds of things happened another book was about um you know a guy who wishes he could go back in time and save his daughter from dying. And that's not a common problem, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 he, he gets kidnapped by a shadowy organization that's invented a machine Ooh. where you can go back into your memories and change alternate realities, right? And then this one that I'm reading now is about um, a guy who wishes he could have been as smart as his super fancy scientist mom, and he gets uh, his mom injects him with like a, a gene editing thing that edits his genome to be like hers. And so he becomes a super smart as she was hmm. um and so who's this guy who's this his author? name's blake crouch he wrote hmm. he wrote uh, a book called a book series that, that ended up becoming the wayward pines the hmm. television series on I've, TNT. I've never heard of the wayward pines it's pretty good he's kind of like i like the books they're they're very nice. uh they're formulaic i don't say that in a bad way they're yeah, formulaic yeah, in which you. I'm like I'm like, dude, like this is really interesting. Like it's it's an engaging formula. Every chapter starts off with this like super action sequence that like introduces the the premise of the world, and you like get the char- The main character is very much the same across the board. It's like a a, a generally smart white dude. Um, the author is also a generally smart white dude, so it tracks. Nice, nice. Right, nice, like that's nice, just, yeah. people write themselves into books. Yes. Um, very good book series. Anyway. Um, I'm, I'm halfway through the book where he, it's about a guy who becomes like a superhuman essentially Uh and through, it's a world in which gene editing is possible and also illegal, like very illegal because there was a famine. I think that's cool. Just imagining a bunch of people in a back room, like cutting holes into their genes. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like people in a back room, people in a back room cutting holes into a frog's genome. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That too, that too, that too. It, it does the same thing. It does that thing that sci-fi always does, where it's like, "How can there be a god when we can do this?" You know? Yeah. It's like, right. It's like, okay, I get it. We went on the moon. Whoop de doo. God's made yeah. like a billion of those. So like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing that he said was, human beings assign significance. So he he's able to remember all of his life. Like all of his memories are unlocked to him and he just has to like think about them and he can just go he can just basically like revisit them with perfect clarity. Sure. Um every diff- every like facet of the memory. And so he goes on this little tirade about how things that he used to see everything that he everything in his life, the memories that he saw as significant and the memories he saw as insignificant all appear to him as the same. And so he's mm-hmm. like human beings just, you know, we do this thing where we assign different uh, significance to different memories. In reality, we're just like inventing patterns and coming up with stories. Mm, mm-hmm. And I love when I love when authors start talking about like postmodern narrative things. Or like everyone, yeah, me too. 
I, I, because it's, uh, <laughs> shut up, Patrick. <laughs> because, like, he's, he's writing a story in which someone is talking about how human beings invent stories and tell themselves stories that make them feel right. better. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what you're doing currently. Um, so I guess maybe it's self aware. But he's like, we invent these narratives that help us feel better and assign different significance to different parts of our lives to, to construct a narrative where really there isn't one. Mm. And this is a very common thing that I hear from people, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Your so life has no meaning. There's only coincidences. Yeah. And so when we talk about like God granting favors, yeah. that's kind of the, the reaction that you can have. It's like, well, you're just assigning significance to random events. Yeah. And there are certain things like miracles that are harder to do that to. Cause it's like, okay, that event mm-hmm. is obviously significant, right? But I will raise you that. <laughs> I'll see that and I'll raise you. Oh, um, something that people never say when they play poker, by the way. I'll check, mate, <laughs> that. I will. I'm all in on this idea. On this I'm idea, but I'm also going to flop <laughs> and fold. So. And- and this is quite the turn of events. Yeah, we're going down. It sounds like I'm up a river without a <laughs> without, without a, a without a paddle. The chips are down. Yeah, and so am I. I'm down uh, for this I'm joke. Gonna hit, I'm gonna hit the button. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm I'm, re- I'm I'm big blind to the truths of this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Texas. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um. So, I forgot completely what <laughs> I was really saying. Just we we really derailed that. You really, you should have, when you had those ideas in your head, you should have said, I'm going to hold them. <laughs> I get, gonna, yeah. I get that, I get that, that, that impulse of like, we're just deciding. Narrative and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. So like, sure, human beings, uh, we, we attribute, we create narratives and we attribute meaning to things. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that that's fake? Is that what that means? That's like a hop. Mm. That's like a hop. That's like a little, little bit of a of a, of a logical leap that I'm not comfortable making. Hmm. Because, you, sure, you're like you're like you're attributing attributing meaning to something, right? Mm-hmm. But there are often times where things appear. It's more. It's more often the case that mm-hmm. something appears to be random, and there actually is a pattern, like yes. in a Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> nice right yeah i'm thinking about little things like let's let's take it let's let's take god away for a second god oh gosh where do we stay there (laughs) we're taking god away for a second oh gosh we just blipped out of existence (laughs) shoot um not again let's say someone like their mom dies right tragically sure like younger than she should yeah and uh let's say she was really into ducks mm-hmm. like she had a pet duck she collected wooden ducks let's say you're going through a really hard time you know you're thinking about committing suicide this is a very extreme example mm-hmm. Think about committing suicide duck walks across the road you're reminded of how much your mom loves you you don't commit suicide right like that's you have assigned that meaning yourself sure because you associate your mom with duck and then you saw a duck, which happens all the time. Ducks are everywhere. Can't and get rid of them fast enough. Exactly. But that's still like that event. And I'm sure like variations of that type of thing happen all the time. Yeah. Um, 
be, that, like a real tangible good was achieved by something that you ascribed your own meaning to. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with God. There was no miracles present, uh, you know. Um, but I think it's like those types of things. Like no one would question the reality that a person is changed by that experience um, just from a secular point of view. They'd be like, okay, well, you ascribed uh, something to that and now you're changed and now you're better off because you didn't kill yourself. Thank, that's great. Yeah. You know? Um, And I think, like, we need to allow ourselves to just live in that more because the world is, like, so delightful And like wonderful and really something about God that we really minimize as Catholics is just his playfulness and his, his like, like we can have a curiosity about the world and a, um, and a childlikeness when we approach God and we approach every single day. And some of the holiest people that you meet live like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and where you do point those things out and you see those things all the time, you're like, oh, wow, what a little, you can overdo it and you can kind of be like an annoying, you know, focus missionary about the whole thing if you want to. <laughs> yeah. But um, that that's something that I think we don't have a lot of developed um, culture around as Catholics, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yes. And God, God mm. attributes meanings to things all the time. Yes. We attribute meaning to things all the time, and then they have that meaning. We attribute, we, we, we create, we create the thing that words mean. And then when you say a word, it now means that thing, whether you want it to or not, you can't, you can't say that flabbergasted means you're hungry. Like you can use Mm -hmm. it to mean that all you want, but it no longer, you can't (laughs) like we've, you know, it's, I don't know, postmodern, postmodernism, they, they get so close. They get so close to the cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is like I mean, this is every, the cool, this is the cool thing about that's, everything that's like influential. Something like modernism, which has taken over, um, or something like liberalism, or something like Gnosticism. Like it's so close to the truth, but it's also so far away at the same time. Yeah, you know, and that's why it's dangerous. Like I mean, what what is what is the Bible if not God attributing to God human events being uh, different events being singled out as more important in terms of the narrative of salvation history. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyway. Are you texting on the podcast right now? Sorry, I had an important message to respond to. Uh, that's okay. Um, what was the last thing you said? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the whole all of Scripture is the authors of Scripture attributing meaning to different events. Yes. As being more important to leave in, even though every single one of those things was an act of God. That's the yes. cool thing about creating narrative is that everything that happens is God's action mm-hmm. on earth. So you can create whatever narrative you want. Yeah. Because it's all God's action. Right. That's true. The narrative in a certain sense is already set. Yeah. We are just simply, like, we are little players in a large Russian novel of, of God. We all got different names. Things. Yeah. We're all the idiot. Yeah. I was going to say that I am... Anna Karenina. The Crunch Brothers Karamazov. <laughs> Someone called us the Crunch Brothers in like a business meeting the other day. And it's very funny because Patrick and I are not related. We're not related. Nor do, nor do we look alike. We it's just a funny alike. thing. Do you think we look alike? We look related. We're blonde white dudes with 
with blue eyes. Yes, but you are six foot two. And yeah, I but am, no one sees. I am that. but a measly five. They foot just nine. see our pictures and they're like, "Oh, those guys look the similar." And also, you're their telling, names look like they if, rhyme. If someone went to selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch and they looked at our pictures, they'd be like, "Oh, similar men." Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, vote on your phones now and let me know <laughs> what you think because I, I don't know. You don't think so? Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, we can move on to. Uh, celebrating our patrons and also Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. But my last thought on this is just um, all of these things that I'm saying, it's like, okay, it feels like the world has gotten a lot bigger for me recently. Mm-hmm. And it's less about my own struggles and like what I'm going through and my personal problems of what I need. And it's become a lot more about God is doing things everywhere all the time. And my life is something that he simultaneously like deeply cares about, but it's also just like one little bit of everything else that he's doing. And so having that kind of perspective and realizing that all these other people in my life are going through things that are just as hard as me. Um, and I've known this, it's not, it's not anything new, but backing away from everything that I'm going through day to day is tantamount. And if I don't solve these problems, then my life is completely over has been supplanted by like, okay, I'm a part, I'm in a season, I'm a part of a story. The story does not end, like there are no bad stories with God. There's no such thing as losing. There's only hope and joy yeah. and faith and love. There will be suffering along the way, but, the, but you don't lose when you're aligned with Jesus Christ. You can't, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's just kind of a... I don't know, it's kind of a cool place to be in, I suppose. This is good. Yes. Podcast.com. Podcast.com forward slash podcast. All right. Yes. Uh, we have no new patrons. Oh, all right. Well, we can do a review of the week. Yeah. All right. I think uh, people will want to join Patreon at the $10 month level to listen to our conversation about Twitter, which I thought was really, really good. I had a we great talked about, time. Yes. We talked about Twitter and Elon Musk and just the nature of mass media communications and why it is the way that it is and why everybody's freaking out. We also talked about culture and how culture in the West has been stuck over the last 20 years. Um, and so if those topics are of interest to you, I would encourage you to uh, join the Patreon at $10 a month and check out our video bonus podcast. It gets uploaded every Friday. So no new patrons this week, but who's to say that there won't be new ones next week? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Say- if you can't support us on Patreon, that is okay. We get it. You can go to uh, you can go to the Crunch on Apple Podcasts and you can leave a review like Handsome Con did. On nice. he got a little spooky, little Crunch on Halloween, and he decided to leave Ooh. us a review. Mrs. Ruby, shout out, Mrs. Ruby also left a review, but I'll save her oh, review nice. for next week. Nice, nice, because nice. because this one this one's got a good hook. <laughs> oh, this cool. podcast got me married. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. That's awesome. This podcast got me married. Because of the crunch, I'm a married man. Kind of joking, but kind of not. I sent in a dating question to the show a couple years back. They told me to pursue the relationship I was in. Thanks to Dr. Ethan and his dating advice, I've been married for five months now with a baby on the way. This show is hilarious. If you're looking for some top quality Catholic content, the crunch is for you. Check them out. That's awesome. (laughs) Glad to hear it, Handsome Con. Join the Discord and tell the story in the Discord. We'll we'll read read it on the podcast. That's great. That's awesome. I that's it's crazy the power that we wield. We wield too much power. We if we told him to break up, there a life would not exist. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Imagine, (laughs) imagine 
That is funny. Goodness. Well, let's let's hope that uh, let's hope that this one goes well. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. Um, this one comes from the Dating Corner channel, bit.ly slash crunch discord. Um, there is a lot of context on... Oh, there's a lot of context on this one. So uh, I'll ask the question and then I'll show the co- I'll share the context if you need it. So it comes from Christina. Question. Yes. I'm still new to dating. So how should I go about a breakup when we aren't actually dating? And this is a really good question. Mm. We met on Catholic Match and have had two phone chats, but he has insecurity on his value as a person and self-depreciation tendencies. While it's not my responsibility to manage his emotions, I still, of course, want to be compassionate. Any ideas? I'm 24. He's 28. So she just wants to know how to break up with a guy that she's not dating without hurting his feelings. Yeah. He makes me feel like I'm being interrogated, and if I answer wrong, it's a deal breaker, which which is one of the reasons I'm not interested in moving forward. And then she continued. She He didn't tell her that he's insecure. But she but can just, just tell. Yeah, she can just tell yeah. by the way that he asks these questions. He's he said he has a hard time forgiving himself for a relationship messing relationships messing up, and he's confessed it multiple times. He told me I have value, and then when I said you do too, he said thanks. That means a lot. She could tell he doesn't believe it. He's got multiple things that are deal breakers. He's told me multiple things are deal breakers, like big career goals and not being chill. Um, I said I'm not always chill. So big career goals in a woman are a deal breaker for him. And then he said what he means is he doesn't want to date a feminist, which I'm not, okay. but I do have other interests and goals in addition to having a family. He's had two relationships and both are not Catholic. I get the vibe when I tell him it's not going to be a fit. He'll take it as a sign. He was right before. Um, nine months ago, he was hopeless and felt too old to ever find someone. Now he feels yes. a little hope. Now he feels a little hopeful, but that his past mistakes have ruined his chances. I've told him that isn't true, but who knows if he believes it. Uh, yes, again, not my responsibility. Okay, so here's here's everything we know about this guy in full color. <laughs> Got it. This is who she's dealing with. Dang. This is hard. I mean, first of all, 28 is not too old. No, it's not too old. Are you kidding me? Yeah, 28's not too old. So this guy, hmm. It, it feels a lot like a very 28 standard... is too old to be, like, feeling this sorry for yourself. You gotta, like, you gotta dust to be off, like, you know? Dating is really hard for me. Yeah, you really gotta stop that, because you do have a little bit of a clock, like, not on your biology, but, like, on the kind of women that you can date and their biology. Well, it's a little (laughs) bit of a clock on the amount of women that will take you seriously when you lead with that. Yeah. You know, it's like... You, this like if this, if this lady's gonna break up with you, it's not gonna be because you've made mistakes in your past relationships. It's gonna be because you are not fun to talk to, and no one wants to be around you. Because you because, keep wincing every time she says you need to talk. Yeah, because you're you're interrogating her, and you've created a perfect ideal of a woman in your mind, and uh, th- which doesn't exist. And you don't understand that there's like a person, a human being in front of you. And her only job is not to fulfill your checklist. Yeah. Like she, ha- she has a – God created her for something that's to do something other than satisfy you. Mm-hmm. And unless you recognize that, uh, it's just – you're always going to be disappointed if you're just walking around thinking that like God has created mm-hmm. someone to 
meet all of your needs. Yeah. Like that just doesn't exist. Um, so all of your perceived needs. Perceived needs. Yeah. yeah. I don't want a woman who sets goals for herself. Shut up. It's stupid. Like I just, I have no sympathy for this guy and I probably <laughs> should have more. It's probably like a lack of charity on my part. Um, but yeah, I don't think to the lady who asked the question, um, it's not your job to spare his feelings at all. Um, yeah. No matter what you say, he's gonna he's gonna try to manipulate the situation to make it seem like you're the he's gonna nice guy you probably, you know. And yeah. Maybe I might be assuming, but this seems like textbook nice guy behavior to me. Um, yeah. It, it, this this is like this is like. Ooh, weird manipulative dude behavior. This is it feels very manipulative to me. Yeah. Um, dudes dudes manipulate women's emotions. Women manipulate dudes' physicality. This is how women are manipulated, how, how men are manipulative. They understand. This is this is the this is the perennial struggle. This is Adam versus Eve. This is what this yeah. is how it goes. And he's he's yeah. he's playing on your emotional sensitivity to try and like, you know, get one over on you. Yeah. Or Maybe, at the very yeah. least just to like get a hit of dopamine where someone's like, oh, I'm sorry. That sounds so hard. I wish I could be there with you right now. You know, that's what he wants you to say. Um, so He's don't trying to stave that. off the inevitable, you know. Yeah, he is. So I would just say it's it's been great getting to know you. I don't have any interest in getting to know you more. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. I uh, don't say that. That's not good. It's really um, mean. It's been. It's been. Um, thank you. How about this? Thank you for the time that you've spent um, getting to know me. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in continuing to pursue any type of relationship with you. Um, have a great day. Yeah. You know, like that's that's all you need to say, and then. If, and then when he texts want. back, why with the little simp face, just say jawline and that's it. And then block <laughs> him. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. It's And then at that point, if you want to, you can just block all of his. Yeah, you don't have to worry like, about you it. Don't, you don't have to listen to him. Mm-hmm. You can just say it and then just get it out of your spray mind. Spray it. Uh, say it. Don't spray it. Oh, sorry. I was forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's really hard, especially the online dating thing because it's just not – it's it's great when it goes well, and then you meet in person, and you're like, ooh, the in-person vibe is different than the online vibe, and you can kind of feel it out. But when the online vibe is off from the get-go, then it's like, what are we doing here? You're just wasting yeah. – everyone's wasting their time now because yeah. they want something to do. So you just got – yeah, you got to move on. Got to move gotta, on. You gotta, sorry. A, a clean break. I'm sorry that, that this has uh, happened to you. You deserve better than an emotionally manipulative 28-year-old man-child. Maybe you could find one on the Crunch pilgrimage at selectinternationaltours.com slash crunch. Sorry, uh, I, I mean, this guy is probably great uh, to talk to. I don't know. He, I, we don't man. need to defend this guy. I don't have much. I don't have much patience for a 28 year old acting like an 18 year old who hasn't yeah. had a girlfriend yet. Like it's exactly. just. I mean, I understand when when teenagers do this because they like this is. I'm thinking about this is like a guy that is two years my senior. Yeah. Like you should you should know. Yeah. You should know better. You should know um, better than this. You should not be doing this. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, have, like we need to have higher standards for men. I'll say it. <laughs> no one else is saying this. No one else is saying. Why is it, nobody talking about this? It. Yeah, the yeah, bar is too like, low these days. 
him kind of being like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you have value. Like, you do too. Thanks. That means a lot, you know? And then and then to have the gall being like, I don't want to date a feminist with goals. It's, I mean, it's very clear that he's, like, threatened by this idea. Yeah. Like, is, 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 he, I don't know. I would maybe. ask him, like, do you have any goals? Like, do you have any self-improvement goals whatsoever? <laughs> maybe I'm just inventing, like qualities about him to be mad at but no i don't think i don't think you are because i think this like there's a reason that the stereotype exists (laughs) yeah it's because it's proven to be true more times than not and it's unfortunate yeah all right well that's kind of a bummer but at least you know we had some laughs along the way right goof on this guy (laughs) sorry buddy sorry buddy it's it'll be okay send him this podcast you should do this be like send him the message that i said and then send him a link with a timestamp. And then block him. <laughs> please, please just like just have a little more confidence. You know what's crazy about confidence? It's like you don't need anyone to give it to you. Yeah, you can just have it. You can just have it. And you don't need to like buy like a course. Yeah, your quality and your like capacity to be a good person actually does not depend on anybody mm-hmm. other than yourself. Like you don't need a spiritual director or a priest or a best friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever to like be a fulfilled person who is yeah. contributing to society and and ha- like you can just you can just wake up one day and decide to have confidence which is kind of the crazy thing <laughs> it's hard um but it's possible I'm just tired of people saying like, well, I can't because I don't have this. It's like, all right, people have done it before without having that. So I need you to buck up, put on your pants, go outside, go to a local bar and just t- speak with a human being. Just talk to a person. Doesn't need to be just weird. Talk to a person. Yeah. Are you involved at your local parish, sir? Because it sounds like you could use some just time in the Knights of Columbus with other guys. <laughs> yeah. Just just be around them. You don't even have to say anything. <laughs> I love I loved going uh, to the Knights of Columbus and just talking to the oldest dude in the room. Like yeah. the guy who just kind of sits there and like eats the pretzels and drinks the beer and just like smiles. Yeah. Cuz he's like not all there. No. Yeah. And I'm like, "What were you like when you were my age?" Yeah. "Were you like me? Am I going to be like this?" <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm ready to end the episode. Select international tours.com slash crunch bit.ly slash crunch discord for our Thursday, November 10th, 7 p.m. Uh, town hall meeting about the pilgrimage. Come one, come all. We'll answer all of your questions. 7 p.m. Central time. 7 p.m. Central time. And if you have any questions in the meantime, you can DM Patrick or I or both of us uh, to discuss the pilgrimage. But money is not a reason to not go on the pilgrimage. There is yes. a way to get you there if exactly. you want to go. If you don't want to go, just say that instead of saying, oh, I can't afford it. Yes. Precisely, yeah. But if, you, but if you want to go and you need help getting there, say, I want to go. How can I get there? Yes. Um, because there, there are people and there are ways that, that this can happen. Yes. $4,200 so. $4, is a lot of money, especially if you're in your mid-20s and you're at like mm-hmm. your first or second job. Yes. And, you know, it's like, it's a, it, it is a lot of money. But to a lot of people in your life, $200, $500 is not a lot of money. And to contribute towards you going on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to the Holy Land is going to yeah. be pocket change. So like, if it, get, it's... Yeah. If you get 40 people to give you $100, you're there. That Literally, that is it. That's all. 
Not even a month. Not even $100 a month. Right, just yes. one time. There are people in so, your life whom God has given good gifts to, and God wants them to give that good gift to you. And he wants his children to spread his gifts around like nice butter on some, like some, like garlic bread. Like spreading butter on garlic. You don't put butter on garlic bread. That's too much butter. I have a friend who was a Baptist, anti-Catholic, converted to Catholicism his senior year of college, became a focus mis- missionary uh, as he was converting, like was only Catholic for six months, got hired as a focus missionary, had to fundraise his salary, didn't know any Catholics really. Yeah. Because he had been Catholic for so short a period. And he fundraised his entire salary, which is thousands of dollars a year, like thousands of dollars in monthly support, entirely based off of meeting with anti-Catholic Baptists. So if he can do that, you, you, got can, this. you can do this. It's, this is possible. Um, God is real and he cares about you. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Holy Land 2023, let's go. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you. And we will see you all next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.